Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode, I'm going to be going through the pregnancy timeline. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash timeline or in the antenatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. There are several key definitions to become familiar with. The last menstrual period, or LMP, refers to the date of the first day of the most recent menstrual period. The gestational age refers to the duration of the pregnancy starting from the date of the last menstrual period. The estimated date of delivery, or EDD, refers to the estimated date of the pregnancy being delivered. And this is 40 weeks gestation. Gravida, or G, refers to the total number of pregnancies that a woman has had. Primigravida refers to a patient that is pregnant for the first time. Multigravida refers to a patient that is pregnant for at least the second time, but it could be the third, fourth, or so on. Para, or P, refers to the number of times the woman has given birth after 24 weeks gestation regardless of whether the fetus was alive or stillborn. Nulliparis, or nullip, refers to a patient that has never given birth after 24 weeks gestation. Primiparis technically refers to a patient that has given birth after 24 weeks gestation only once before, but we'll talk about this in more detail below, as it's a bit confusing. Multiparis, or a multip, refers to a patient that has given birth after 24 weeks gestation two or more times. A tom tip for you, the term primiparis or primip is a bit confusing. Technically, it refers to a woman that has given birth once before. However, it's often used on the labour ward to refer to a woman that is due to give birth for the first time and has never actually given birth before. You may hear patients referred to on the labour ward as a primip when they've never given birth before. The timeline for each pregnancy depends on the start date of the last menstrual period. This determines the gestational age and the estimated date of delivery of the pregnancy. However, after the booking scan or the first antenatal ultrasound scan, the gestational age is more accurately assessed and the estimated date of delivery is updated. The gestational age of the pregnancy is described in weeks and days. For example, 5 plus 0 refers to 5 weeks gestational age with no additional days, meaning it's been 5 weeks exactly since the onset of the last menstrual period. 13 plus 6 refers to 13 weeks and 6 days of gestational age. Let's talk in more detail about gravidity and parity. It's worth becoming familiar with the terms gravida, or G, and para, or P, as you'll find this written on the medical notes. Here are some examples. A pregnant woman with three previous deliveries at term would be gravida 4, para 3, because she's had four pregnancies and three deliveries. A non-pregnant woman with a previous birth of healthy twins would be gravida 1, para 1. A non-pregnant woman with a previous miscarriage would be gravida 1, para 0, plus 1. 
The power is zero is because she has not given birth after 24 weeks gestation, but the plus one indicates an early pregnancy loss. A non-pregnant woman with a previous stillbirth after 24 weeks gestation would be gravida one, para one. Next, let's talk about the trimesters. The first trimester is from the start of pregnancy until 12 weeks gestation. The second trimester is from 13 weeks until 26 weeks gestation. And the third trimester is from 27 weeks gestation until birth. It's worth noting that the fetal movements start from around 20 weeks gestation and they continue until birth. However, this varies between pregnancies. Let's go through some key milestones that are worth being familiar with in the pregnancy timeline. The booking clinic will occur before 10 weeks gestation, which is where the woman is offered a baseline assessment and a plan for the pregnancy. The dating scan, which is the first antenatal ultrasound scan, will occur between 10 weeks and 13 plus 6 weeks of gestation. The purpose of the dating scan is to calculate an accurate gestational age using the crown rump length or CRL and to ensure there's a healthy living fetus and identify multiple pregnancies, for example twins. Next there will be an antenatal appointment at 16 weeks to discuss results from the scans and to plan any future pregnancy appointments. Then there will be the anomaly scan, which is the second and final ultrasound scan in most normal pregnancies, and this occurs between 18 and 20 plus 6 weeks of gestation. And the idea of this is to identify any anomalies in the fetus, such as heart conditions. And then the routine antenatal appointments for healthy normal pregnancies will be at 25, 28, 31, 34, 36, 38, 40, 41 and 42 weeks of gestation. And these are to monitor the pregnancy and to discuss future plans. As well as these key milestones we've just discussed, there may be some additional milestones. If the woman fits certain criteria, additional appointments are necessary and these include additional antenatal appointments for higher risk or complicated pregnancies an oral glucose tolerance test in women who are at risk of gestational diabetes, and this is usually done between 24 and 28 weeks gestation, anti-D injections in resus-negative women at 28 and 34 weeks, an additional ultrasound scan is done at 32 weeks gestation for women with placenta previa or a low-lying placenta that's covering the opening of the cervix, when that's been identified on the anomaly scan, and serial growth scans offered to women who are at increased risk of fetal growth restriction to closely monitor the fetal growth. Let's talk about what happens at routine antenatal appointments. There are several things that are covered at each routine antenatal appointment to discuss plans for the remainder of the pregnancy and delivery. The synthesis fundal height is measured from 24 weeks onwards to check the growth of the fetus. Checking the fetal presentation, which is assessed from 36 weeks onwards to ensure it's in an ideal position for birth. A urine dipstick test is checked for protein for preeclampsia 
and for infection, a blood pressure check is done to test for preeclampsia. And the urine is sent off to the lab for microscopy testing and culture to look for asymptomatic bacteria in the urine. Finally, let's talk about the vaccines in pregnancy. There are two vaccines offered to all pregnant women. The whooping cough or pertussis vaccine from 16 weeks gestation onwards and the influenza or flu vaccine when it's available in autumn or winter. Live vaccines such as the measles, mumps and rubella or MMR vaccine are avoided in pregnancy. So thanks for listening to this episode on the pregnancy timeline. As always a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you want early access to the podcast episodes, consider joining the Zero to Finals Patreon, where you'll also get access to digital flashcards, my course on how to learn medicine, and early access to the Zero to Finals YouTube videos. And I hope you join us for the next episode, where we'll talk about lifestyle advice in pregnancy.